Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Howler Back Now with me, Holland Roden, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Today we have Ian Bowen, and we are going over season one, episode three, Pack Mentality. And Ian has never heard my podcasting voice, and now he has, and he's dying. I am so <laughs> enamored with what I'm hearing right now. I can see her, but I don't believe it's really, really re- real. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, fantastic. Do you listen to podcasts? Like, yeah, of you, course. Like, I, I started favorites? listening more to uh, news and, and mm-hmm. politics and just mm-hmm. sort of current events. Like, this is what's happening. Then I do actually watch like the Daily TV. or like BBC? Absolutely. I love the Daily. And, yeah, that's like first up. That's exactly I what just this switch around. about. <laughs> um, Sean Hayes. Oh, yeah. I like him Smart a lot. List. Um, yes. Yeah. So, Everyone loves the and I just, podcast. Yeah, so I've stopped watching TV as much. And I just, I'm listening from, you know, the car to the gym to. Is it full circle? We've gone radio show. I know it's back to the basics. Back to the basics. It's good. I yes. like it. It's less stylized. It's a lot more entertaining. Well, thank you for being here. It's You're very pleasure. sweet. We're in, we'll set the scene. We're in Ian's apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, his condo, his beautiful condo. I have seen this. Can we talk about your renovation? Yeah, you can talk about whatever you want. Uh, so Ian had like the most retro old school apartment and like room by room he renovated. So I was here for all the rooms. Were you from the very, very beginning? Even the original kitchen. So it was a dungeon, and it was 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 all I could afford when I got this. And then my buddy and I decided if we didn't start the renovations now, it was never going to happen. So we had a baseball, and we took turns throwing it through the wall, separating the kitchen. I didn't know that. Yeah, me and Christopher Amitrano. I know, yep. And uh, and then after, which was a great laugh. And then when we did that for about an hour, and you realize the mess that you've created with zero plan, then the depression set in. (laughs) I slept in the closet of my bedroom. I was, we were good friends. I would come over every day, and you're like, this is my life. I know, Why did I do to myself? And there was like drywall everywhere. But I don't remember Dust the baseball on, story. Yeah, that was. I actually have it on film. I have to. Find oh, it. we have to watch. Yeah, that. it's on a hard drive somewhere. It's Maybe we can uh, look look on the Instagram when this uh, when this podcast posts because that will be the marketing tool for yeah, for his episode. We, no, I know. I do have it for sure. Uh, yeah, you'll see. You'll see all the pitches. So, so now we're in. Every room has been renovated. It's beautiful. Thank you. And uh, it's it's been fun to have ten plus years of friendship, 
at least we were trying to count exactly from the beginning because you guys got together a whole year early before I came in to do the season when you from when you did the pilot. Yes, the pilot was shot in February. So the casting took place in October 2009, November 2009. And then we shot the pilot in February 2010. We got picked up in May of that year. And then October through December, this was probably episode three. It was probably shot around what, like November something of 2010. I think this was still before I actually came on the scene. I, th- I want to say that I... Were you December of 2010? I think so. Staying at the W staying in Midtown? Yep. Um, <laughs> we can say yeah. that now because we're no longer staying there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was. Cl- it could have been four, it could have been five, it could have even been six. And, I, and I'll just, to, as a quick intro, I had no idea what character I was playing. Because really? I, I had read for Deaton, for the vet, a couple of times. And I thought for sure I was going to get this. This is why we have ESP. This is my next question was like, what was your audition process right. like? So, so here you and go. I read, but it, they have, the scenes haven't been seen yet. I think they come up in, in episode four. Um, wow. Really, like really interesting scenes between him and Lyndon. And so they said, no, they didn't, you didn't get this job, but you want to read for this other guy that, you know, he's comes in and he's kind of going on a blind date or something like that. They're being real cagey. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, whatever. So I go in and I read the scene where I pick up, um, Styles' mom, or not Styles, Scott's mom at the house. And I've got all the black on, and you're like, who is this guy? Uh, so I read that, and they're like, great, you, you got a job, and I show up, and I'm like, what am I doing? And no one would talk to me. No one's there. It was that cagey? A hundred percent. Was it because the scripts weren't written? No, that season they no, were written. I, I hadn't received anything. They were definitely written for season one. Sometimes no, shows yeah, they can were, get behind, they... and that's a thing that shows. It's not just Teen Wolf. A lot of shows get behind. Sure. But this one, I think, was all written. You, they were just that secretive. Well, yeah, and no also idea. when you join a, a, a show, you know, midway through or, or you know, midway through a season or, or later than the beginning, it you're just not really funneled into the mainstream of things until later. So it, there was just really no need to tell me anything. And also the secret of who the who the alpha ended up being obviously was closely guarded. Mm-hmm. So I I, w- I got to my first day of work and uh, I walked in the makeup trailer and there was about t- ten feet of prosthetics laid out on the makeup you know, bored in front of you. And I'm like, oh, those are cool. What is that for? And and they said, those are for you. And I'm like, what? And I proceeded to spend four hours in makeup. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I was like, had you ever had prosthetics like that before? No, not even close. So what year was this? This was 2010. 2010. I'm no mathematician. Yes, I was 32 <laughs> in 2010. And I'm now 35. Oh my God. Isn't that nutty? And so you were 26. Is that right? No, I was twenty. I was twenty three. Twenty three. I had just turned maybe twenty four by that point. My God! And here's the funny thing, and I won't, I won't out anybody else's ages that are not on this podcast right now. But I loved that Jeff and Justin Levy and Danny Zaccanino, the casting director, um, the ages of the the girls. We were we were both significantly older than the boys than than the people that were playing, um, you know, with Posey and. And Dylan, um, uh, you, which was really unique but for, the, for that time. It was even now. I mean, even as we, so you and I just uh, reviewed some of these episodes. But the look and the fit and the feel is perfect. All was perfect. So it just goes to show you that you know when you're casting a show, age is not near as important as people make it out to be. It's and tone that, and it's uh, it's just that the chemistry. Essence. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. and yeah. so and they you know Jeff nailed it with with that four pack for sure, mm-hmm. no question. Mm-hmm. And really, well, every other couple that that came along in, in the matches that Aww. subsequently. And so, yeah, so that was your audition process. You were, you, you were, you thought you were going to be a vet 
and caring for animals. Right. I was, really, like, I was worth, already thinking you about... You are the animal, Ian. It's on screen out, and off screen. So then like about a week later at some point, because we're going through this process of all, mm-hmm. you know, every day, put, and all I do is I sit in a chair and I slightly move my head and I'm like, does somebody need to tell me what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and eventually somebody was like, you're, you're the alpha. And I'm like, what does that mean? Because <laughs> I haven't, you know, I haven't seen, I yeah. wasn't privy to the scripts at that point. They're like, you're the bad guy. And I'm like, all right. Had you I, played a lot of bad guys to that point? Um, this was really the beginning of an interesting, dark b- villain arc for me. I was kind of a little bit more clean cut and a little bit. So you never even read for any bad guy. They just, you read for vet. And then all of a sudden you're on the Team Wolf set. Yeah. And, and so Jeff no must have seen, oh, this guy's horrible. He'll, <laughs> he'll be Peter Hale. This is a certainly a Peter Hale person. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but here we find ourselves. And I love that it kind of foreshadowed the fact that you play Peter Hale Derek, you know, Hecklin plays Derek Hale and the friendship that you guys have off screen. I think, I weirdly think the fact that you guys were family to begin with. Have you ever thought about that? The sort of synchronicity of, if that's, is that the word? Synchronicity? Yeah, yeah. It, it makes perfect sense. He was the first person that I met on set. I love telling the story and he always rolls his eyes whenever I tell the story. I get dropped, like so many secretive things there, you get dropped off in, from a white van in your, your first yep. day of work and it was at a hybrid like school slash hospital in Atlanta. That starts sort of, as a kidnapping, correct. Yeah, it, it, uh, <laughs> and then you're at this base camp and there's trucks everywhere and if there's just a few people milling about and there's no one to greet me and so I literally am just walking around between cars and trucks and vans and I'm like what's going on here so I see this person we're walking together and as the break and the these big trucks happen in the in between break as we're walking along I can see him and like then I run up to the next break and I can tell that he sees that I'm looking at him and he's like fucking please don't talk to me Really? So, yeah, of course. He's got just this like this. I don't. I just can't. Not today. Just don't. I'm not interested. So I finally race around to the front and kind of head him off. And I'm like, "Hi, I'm Ian." And he's like, ah, "Tyler." <laughs> he was full on Derek. Mood. He completely was. And so, of course, we come to be related, and then just started this dance of the way we related to each other on screen between these mm-hmm. these two people and then started building a friendship and then of course here we are 12 years later and we basically your best friends yeah exactly and then we just rebooted the fre- the the exact relationship dynamic in a different show that we just you could say it. uh it's called Superman and Lois and so it, it literally come full circle and we just laugh so and fun. laugh and laugh but that was the the genesis of of uh, me understanding how Peter fit into the world is is figuring out who Derek was and how I played off of him to make it in a prosthetic show and then tracking him down between vans. Yeah, and it, it was a prosthetic trailer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you know things started to literally peel away, layers peeled away, and next thing you know, you know, as the seasons progress, you have these these people with histories and lives and these men that are together, and you have a place to go. And so we built you know, the relationship of the show for ourselves and we built a, a friendship and, uh, you know, and man, I'll, I'll be standing next to him at his wedding. Oh, I love the story. It's, it's, uh, did you have any idea? I have to ask everyone this, but you know, we all go back in our lives and go, that's the day my life changed or that's the day my life like really pivoted. And did you feel that energy? And if so, when along the process, did you feel that? Yes. That I, you know, I've been working for almost 30 years and there's ups and downs and ups and downs. And when I got this job, whatever it was, 12 years ago, I was working at a bar in Hollywood. I know. 
<laughs> you remember. I remember. You were like, I can't believe I'm here. And like you hid it from all of us until you told us our good friends. And you're like, I want to be an actor. I'm like, you are an actor. Like the amount of support we had for each other was so real. It's necessary because you go through phases. And as you know, it's really hard for an actor. Once you start to get 26, 27, late 20s are really, really rough as you're out going out of like the kind of the young boyishness into to manhood, there's a gap there of about six or seven years that are that women suck. hit it in their mid thirties. <laughs> okay. There you go. So, you know, when this, this thing yes, is, if you do. go from like really excited and happy to I'm running out of money and then mm-hmm. it just spirals down. And next thing you know, you're like, well, if I want to live and keep doing this job, yep. I got to get a job at a bar. Yep. So I did that. I got, I book this job and I tell everybody, of course, everyone, you know, is an actor, aspiring, whatnot. And I said, so I booked this show, thing called Teen Wolf and everyone made fun of me. They're like, dude, the Michael J. Fox team, like that sounds ridiculous. And I'm like, well, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of kept it a secret because it would be on TV and I would be doing shifts. No way. Yeah. And, they, and it was, there was that spo- much of an overlap. Yeah. Big sports bar. Yeah. Um, and so it would be on sometimes and I'd be like freaking making drinks. People would look up at me and look at the TV and look at me and I'd be like, fuck, yep, that's how it goes. And I think it's, I think it's good to like, that's where podcasting is a great place to like rip the bandaid and say like, this is a profession and there's not a lot of magic pills that go on behind the scenes of, you know, actors are people and it is what it is. They're not, they're, you know. It's 0.01% that make a ton of money. Otherwise, it's a pretty regular job with like really cool perks. Absolutely. It, there's ebbs and flows. And I, I think that the more we talk about that as actors, I think that's important. Yeah. So to, just to answer your question, it, it wasn't until the beginning of the second season where I started to think I might be able to not do the to bartend anymore. Mm-hmm. I might be able to to survive and that and I remember that day specifically when I went in and talked to a guy named Rick Ute who saved my life literally and I said Rick I'm done and he just <sighs> grinned and shook my hand and said congratulations congratulations and so did you feel like Teen Wolf was a hit by that point by the beginning of season two you're like there's something here. I felt something yes mm-hmm. that I that I I've because I wouldn't walk away from you know that kind of a steady thing without yeah. thinking you got the heckle there's something happen- there's a there's a way yeah exactly <laughs> and then uh and so i'm still writing you know a dozen years later that energy into every new job that i that i take and you've been a part of uh fostering a lot of beautiful careers which i will remain nameless but he's had a lot of friends around town that he's supported so i remember being your cheerleader for for stepping into just being an actor again um cuz it was important yeah for it's you. quite a ride Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Thank <laughs> you.
Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. So today, we are going to jump into Pack Mentality, episode three of season one. I asked Ian to be on the show because a lot of our friends come from a lot of different seasons on the show, but he said, I'm in a coma. And I said, well, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So we actually watched the episode together. And it's so fitting that you're on this episode because you're literally the climax of the last shot of the episode. So I love that you're not even physically in this episode, but you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, you know, when you, I watch it back like we did today. I realize how important the one, how great the writing is to to piecemeal um, the information out along episodes and to establish this new unknown character after all the faints and you your shirt's Derek and your shirt's this guy and your shirt's it was Scott that did it himself. And then at the end, we we see the red eyes and. And Derek says he wants you. There's something else out there, and that's the that's the beginning, really, of of not even Peter Hale, but the Alpha. And then it's later that we connect Peter to him, which is pretty genius at the end. Um, so yeah, it is a, it's an important episode for this character, albeit I'm not technically on screen. I love it. I I think it's deep worked out just the way it was supposed to. So I like that this episode is name pack mentality for several reasons. One. I feel like episode three, you're finally starting to get into the groove of the Teen Wolf vibe of the pattern, that of the jokes, of the music, of the, the pacing of the scenes. And pack mentality, I think, relates obviously to Scott starting to realize what a werewolf entails. Like, I have to kill people. And how did I become a werewolf to begin with? It starts addressing that question, you know, where he thinks he finally confronts Derek and Derek's like, yo, it wasn't me. <laughs> but we'll get to that point. Um, but there's also the pack mentality of the school uh, culture and the fact that they go on this double date for the first time where Scott feels accepted by the other students outside of Styles. So I think there's a shocking, a lot of layered analogies going on in the Teen Wolf world, which is... Um, Something that Jeff's so good at doing. Yeah, this is a really, I think, instrumental point in the whole idea of what the show is about. Mm -hmm. um, different cliques, different groups. We've got, first of all, we've got humans and sort of supernaturals. We've got hunters and wolves. We've got the cool kids. And we've got the the outcasts. Um, we've got the, the geeks and the nerds. And um, and really, it's it's the beginning of, from, as I understand it, of a class system of the, the ins and the outs. You're either cool or you're not. You're accepted. And the hunters. Yeah. Versus. And so, and then what we establish, what Jeff did so 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 uh, so well, is to once you have those two groups, you can start to realize that you can be an outcast and still be cool. You can be accepted. You can you don't have to be mainstream, but you do have your packs, and you just understand what your family unit is. And in this episode, we see that there's a bunch of different packs within the show. Exactly. Yeah, I, I do feel like this is the first time you're seeing Scott and Styles not in their bubble and, and you're starting to answer just beginnings of those questions of why, it, you know, if it was Derek, he wants revenge from finding his sister in pieces. From and, the and shifting episode. packs too, like, you know, maybe integrating into a different, like, yeah, like you said, mm. you have Scott entering, you know, Styles or Lydia and uh, Jackson. He's like, I'm out of place here, but 
but by the end of it, they're going to be together. So it, it's uh, constantly changing. Yeah. I, uh, so the dream sequence opens up, and I informed Ian of this opening act. I was like, we don't have time to watch that part, so I'm going to tell you that part. And um, God, what I loved about how Jeff would write the script in the writer's room is the vehicles on this show have their own characters. And we always think about the Jeep, but we don't think about the bus. And a lot of scenes went down on the bus throughout the seasons. And even you got everything from like, you know, Hotel California, Motel California. Yes. Um, all the field trips we would take. Like there was a lot of, you know, mingling on the bus. The bu- this is the bus's debut. It was Peter Hale's pretend debut, but it's the bus's real debut. Right. And um, it, it's, you know, with this amazing dream sequence where I feel like, you know, Crystal and Tyler had such great chemistry. You really see that captured in this scene. And you obviously realize it's a dream. He kills her in the dream. And he wakes up thinking Allison is dead. I'm telling you all this for the first time. <laughs> no, I remember it. Do you remember? Well, yeah, Ian's got an incredible memory. Um, half the time I'm like, uh, what did you say? Uh, I was like, I thought you were in a coma. And you're like, it's a pretend coma. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I was like, are you sure you killed Mr. Myers, the bus driver? You're like, yes, I'm positive. <laughs> yes, as you, as, you, as you rewatch him, you realize that, that yes. uh, Peter was uh, coming out at night. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't at full strength. He had to stay in a coma to heal himself. I forgot he, you were in a coma. Yeah, like he a wasn't. Coma. He wasn't just hiding, and he wasn't even pretending. Like he literally needed to get back to full strength, so he he couldn't be you know full speed. But at night, he could go out and get like your average bus driver, and then we figure out <laughs> what happy meal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what he needed for or why each person was a target mm-hmm. later, and so he was the guy they did. And there's little telltale signs like the, the alpha hand that you see in the dream sequence, really quick and like. It's oh, like, I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, it's a totally giveaway in retrospect. Uh, so, so dream sequence. Yep. They think, uh, Allison's dead. Boom. She's not dead. She's back alive. Thank God. Thank God. Oh, what a quick series that would have <laughs> yeah, been. Serious end. <laughs> we were, we were trying to be Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones knew how to be Game of Thrones. Right. Would have just been dead. Um, so you see like, you know, the banter of Scott and Styles going down the uh, hallway and, uh, you know, still thinking, oh, God, is Elsa dead? They see in the class. They are then cut to the classroom. Jackson's in the classroom. You get a little punch of uh, attitude from Jackson. The teacher's like, you guys need to separate Scott and Styles. You talk too much. Ambulance outside. Everyone rushes to the window. And that's where we realize it's Mr. Myers. Or Scott realizes, I know that guy. It's Mr. Myers. It was the bus driver. Right. So he's at least reveal, uh, relieved that he didn't. Well, no, he thinks he did it. He's like, I did that. Right, but it, it wasn't Allison. No, it wasn't Allison. Right, and, but he, and then it's just, another new mystery is, or still remains, is did I do that? Did I even do that? Because there's something weird happening to me, and yep. I could, I'm easily, I could have done it. Yep, Terrifying. and I'll go back to that storyline because our next scene is the lunchroom scene, and I felt like this was such an establishing scene for the the pattern of of the foursome that is, you know, Scott. Jackson, I always want to say our real names, Allison and Lydia. Um, they were like pretty, I would say, I don't know, aggressive jokes. Like, you know, Keahu, Danny's, you know, Keahu's character, Danny's saying, you know, I don't look at, you know, your, your his girlfriend's coin slot. I was right. Like, I have a, not heard that what? before or since. <laughs> Ever used colloquially or in the vernacular? Or that is a that is a gay man anymore. writing a straight man's joke. Right. I and don't so, know. Okay. It was hilarious though. I loved it. Which then begs the question of, well, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's that one. That was for the time. That we was have a, a deep racy. sense of humor um, on this show, on and off screen. So 
things that might be slightly inappropriate to the movements that have thus happened. Please take this all in stride. Everyone is absolutely pro quo on the set. They were all good friends. It was all set in, in, uh, in yeah, a good faith. And listen, you, you read the words that are scripted for you and you make them work. Yes. And you don't judge your character. Correct. You do not judge your character. Nope. Like actor lesson You can lesson let the audience do it if they want, but the, uh, you do, do not judge your own character. Yeah. And it was funny looking back at that lunchroom scene because that's the first time I had seen myself in that episode when I first appeared. And the acting style was so different from season one to season four, for instance. Um, we all really settled in and it was, it stayed in, um, you know, I always use my, my Tracy Flick reference. So it was funny watching the bounce and the pacing of all playing off each other and really playing our characters almost like hyperbole of, of who they really were. Sure. But, and if you look at the, you know, the first couple of episodes or season of, of every show, it's exactly the same way. It's just like a little bit of a hodgepodge and then it congeals and then it gets solid and it gets locked in together. And then it's like six people on one surfboard. Totally. So it's, you know, the, the pilot of Friends looks really weird. Yeah. And then it, you just kind of glide into it. But it, I don't think it's as stilted or jolting as jolting as you think it is. It's always more exaggerated in your own head. In your head. Cause yeah, because I'm not in that scene. So I'm watching it and I'm like, this is just like I remember it. And right. Like you can watch, you don't see yourself get older in the mirror every day. So it, it just seems like the same flow. Yeah, there, and, and there's definitely, this was shot 11 and a half years ago. We, Ian and I were like, oh my God, they look like a different person. Seriously. I think Hecklin looks the same personally. You think Hecklin looks different? I see him on a nearly daily basis, either in person or on the FaceTime. Right. He, I No, he, he looks like he looks like he's 17. He looks the this. same to me, yeah. But I he think, looks the same to you as he does now? Yes. Not, not even close. I think he looked exactly the same. That's, see, that's what I'm saying. I, what did I say to you? In you the next scene with I you and Arjun, exactly I said, you look exactly the same to me right now as you do on screen. Absolutely don't. My face was so much more baby fat back then, which was quite, quite funny to me. Well, And the curls were out of control. I'm yes. very glad that we, we, to- we toned down the curls. But the perception is like it's going to be skewed for everybody. So funny. To me, we both agreed. I think JR, with all the love, he's so like... He was handsome back then, but he looks like... Um, he, did, he looked like a boy. He looks like a boy, and now he looks like a rugged man. But, but to I rem- me, I don't think it looks older. It just looks more rugged. Yeah, but at the time, I was like, yeah, that looks like a father of a girl that's, uh, you know, 16, Seven. 16 yes. 17. Yes. But now that I look at it, I'm like, that dude looks like he's 24. He's, he's a child. He looks like a baby. Yes, it's so, so funny It just to goes me. to show you can't trust actors. And our <laughs> perception's off, and we can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. It tr- truly. Um, yeah, so, th- so the lunchroom scene was fun because I think just the music for me really hit such a stride in this episode. Um, because it had such a fun soundtrack and at the same time it had really cool music involved and at the same time it had um, like very genre sound beats as well and they all they all mold pretty well together. It's important to note that that we didn't have a huge budget to be putting on like mm-hmm. the hits of the day on the TV shows like they do now because we just simply couldn't afford it but we had to m- find music that sounded like that that w- that added to it. It's a huge part of the success, success of the show that they were able to do that with very little budget. Well, and ironically, yes, we're on a music video network, but, but that it, doesn't didn't, matter. it didn't cross over. They're like, yeah, we don't care. If you can't pay for it, you ain't playing it. This is where I rip all the band-aids of dreams off of yeah, people seriously. in the entertainment industry. I'm like, wrong, wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's important. I mean, we've, you know, do these like Team of Press events occasionally and where we get to meet all you guys. And I do think it's important to put it on a real level. I, I, I know you agree. A hundred percent. It's, it's, you know, 
I believe, I mean, look, this show gave me every opportunity to be an actor full time. So, I mean, I absolutely love the show and, um, I mean, I'm eternally grateful for Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. as we all are. But I don't think we're bursting anybody's bubbles no. by just giving them a little bit of the inside dirt. And like behind if the you scenes beh- of, of behind the scenes of a of a actor. feature film or anything on the screen that is so perfect on that one dimension, if you like literally were to walk around the TV and mm. look at the back of it, it would be stuck together with duct tape and glue and hairspray. And, and there's people eight who, people that made that look perfect for yeah, that two and, minute scene. Exactly. That and it would be like this sweating struggle mass trying to hold it together. And then if you walk back around on the front of the TV, you're like, God, that looks so perfect that's every single frame of everything that's filmed forever it's not like uh, ours was special and i don't think everything is quite i mean maybe for the except the very minute movies that get two years pre-production most shows and most movies are not near as organized or as prepared as one would think. You know, pe- people get material two days before they film it or the same morning they, fil- they film that scene. Absolutely. And and that's unfortunately the majority of stuff versus the minority right. of stuff. And you have to adapt. Like, And you do. You have to adapt. You could be ready to shoot a scene. You rehearsed it all day. And then, they, oh, the crane that we're using for the shot, it's not working. We're mm-hmm. going to shoot a different scene right now. Oh, shit. Well, okay. Uh-oh. Oh, they'll pull people in. That happened. Uh, we're shooting the Team Wolf movie right now. And that happened three days ago. Uh, you know, Shelly's at Pilates. And she's like, what? I got to go? Yeah. No, that's, that's typical. You just It's, that's how, it's exactly how it goes. It yeah. never, that's why if you're on hold on a schedule, you're very scared to go out of town. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to get the first AD's approval. Yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> That's how you make, for all you aspiring actors out there, there's two people on set that you need to know very, very well. AD needs to be on your favorites, number one. Number, the first is the first AD. It's got to be your best friend. The second is the travel coordinator. That's true. Keep that in mind. That's true. I didn't check with the travel coordinator and got put at the wrong hotel, And I already, but I already told Ian, I was like... I already forgot. <laughs> I know what it starts with, though. <laughs> um... Oh, oh, actors. We're like children in a lot of ways. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's the lunchroom scene. We planned this double date. We're going to go bowling. Um, I love, there's so many iconic lines from this episode. He's like, I'm a great bowler. Um, that's one I love that the fans uh, talk about a lot. That happened during this episode. Um, you know, I love that Styles is like not included in any of this and they're all talking around him like about their double date. Yeah, and he just, <laughs> all of his dialogue is nonverbal, but it's the, it's just brilliant. He really hits his stride too. I, I, yeah, episode three was like a sweet spot, I feel like, of when Teen Wolf really found Teen Wolf. Because those first couple episodes, you're massaging into it. Yeah, and you're establishing some things and getting some facts going. But we really let the characters out and we go, okay, I know who these people are. And then we can give them a, a stage to play on. So you're absolutely right. This is when we started running. Yeah, properly. you start, start running, totally. And then the next scene was uh, Hecklin. Through the glass hole. Oh my God. That is Twilight. That and we thought Twilight was dead. Yeah. And we were worried that, like, <laughs> is genre really going to stick around? Cough, cough, Riverdale, 14 years later, is doing great. Mm-hmm. So we thought, I remember uh, Holton and I in particular were like, I don't know if this is like between the pilot and airing, it was a year and a half. And so we were like, is it, is, is it going to be popular long enough? Can we etch it out in time? Are people going to care? Is it going to be relevant? And, you know, cut to like, now watching this 10 years back being like it was totally still relevant it felt so separated at the time but if you look back between twilight to teen wolf to vampire diaries it all feels like the same moment yes it was perfect timing perfect timing and uh hecklin was our twilight boy man he like went far i think for the twilight movies um 
is what he used to say back then. I just remembered that. I'd forgotten about that. And then this was the reward. It was 100 episodes of this show. Yep. So, you know, I'd say he, he came out the winner in that. He he did. He, he uh, was such a gem. He had the perfect look for Derek Hale. And uh, fun, also going back to age, he was all of our same age and was playing older than us outside of high school. Exactly. And we all laughed about that. We thought it was, he was actually younger than myself. And so the fact that he played out of high school and could grow a beard by, by quite a seconds. lot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He, and watching this episode, if you guys check it out, when you first see him through the window, it, lo- it looks like they Photoshopped his skin. It is so. Illuminescent. Illum- like literally, I was like, did Sallow. he have that technology back then? I'm like, no, that's just what he looked like. I'm like, what an <laughs> I forget. You know that we were set up on... The, I, I tell this story too much because it just somehow works its way back around. We were set up on a blind date. I did not remember that. Yes, we were set up on a blind date from our best friends dating for multiple years. When? Before? Oh, way before Teen Wolf. Oh, and, um, right, gotcha. And then I set him up on, on our date... I was like, I got a girl. So you're like, this ain't going to work, but... We both knew it was not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you guys as much as I do, oh, you would be the worst couple the in America. The worst couple. <laughs> and it was so funny, though, because I look back at, like, the glass hole scene, and you're like, oh, yeah, he is pretty. But you don't, you know, think of Hecklin like that. I always forget Hecklin's pretty. Oh, I still do. He's a, he's a gorgeous man. <laughs> he's a gorgeous man, but Some, I, yeah. I forget... I just mm-hmm. think of Hecklin. Well, yeah, it's like your bro. Yeah. Every, I will not say, even my bro. It's like my brother. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody on the show is pretty beautiful. I mean, like, I it's guess. just every person, is, and you, you know, you are my favorite. I've been telling you this for 10 years. You are yeah, so right. stupidly beautiful. Even with it, those ridiculous curls. Yep. Hilarious. You're a showstopper. You're and very and funny. wouldn't you say the same thing every time? You're thank hilarious. You. No, you you're say, hilarious. You're hilarious. Because can't you just say 10 thank years, you? 10 years I've been listening to this. Yeah, yep. Um, so then oh, we, we would put a lot of our stuff on tape together for auditions in between, um, days on work and I would drive yeah. me in nuts. We've done a hundred between now and then at least. I finally found someone else to tape with me cause it would have, we would not be friends no, anymore. I was going to kill her. Like, you what? I was going to kill you. You had to go out, you, you lost your battery pack at midnight <laughs> and then we had to work the next day. You're like, I'm going to run to 7-Eleven. I'm like, <laughs> gotta be kidding. It's 1am. I, I want a Negroni. <laughs> they know it. I would always reward him. I was like, I'll do anything. Um, we have some trivia questions that you'll get all of them spot on 2.5 seconds um, about all of our Atlanta shenanigans. But um, so we see Hecklin through the glass uh, hole in his ridiculously staged home. That is this dilapidated Adams family house that we did not realize was just so funny to me until watching it back. Right, I was like, wait, we that's Hecklin's was, house? The idea at the time was, oh yeah, of course he lives in this like, you know, this, that. That's the, the, yes, we want it. And then we all thought it was brilliant. We're like, oh, what a beautiful set. And it was a beautiful set. Right, but you're like, why the, why the F would he live there? With a brand new car. Exactly. Which I think he actually said on the day, I remember back in, in this episode, he's like, why is my car spotless, but my house is not? And it doesn't even have a roof. <laughs> have a roof or a backing. So it was burned down. We talk about that. Uh, oh. we, we reference that in season three when uh, Styles is like, where do you live? And I, and I say, uh, in an underground network of caves deep in the woods. And he's like, really? And I'm like, no, you asshole. I have an apartment downtown. Because <laughs> we kind of, we finally caught on that this, the Hales are a wealthy family and they have money. And so we got over the uh, Adams family set. It was so... I, Watch, I, having said that, we'll probably go back to it. Oh, right. I wonder, I wonder if we'll go back to, to, to Derek's. It didn't get any upgrades. Every other, every other house gets upgrades, but Derek's. Ten years later, it'll be worse. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That watch having a rewatch podcast is uh, 
it's a perk to seeing something like you know like a set piece like that that just makes us smile mm-hmm. um so uh so then we get to scott trying to uh grasp that he is probably gonna have to kill people B- big big plot line yeah, of the big, show. big moment <laughs> big moment and um another great line is can I be Batman some of the time uh, that Dylan says? Yeah, when, when Derek sends him back to go like try to feel your way through the bus and yep. then they're jumping over fences. And so always, not just comic relief, but like real character. How do I fit into this pack? Because I'm not a wolf. And you know, you see him always coming up with these one-liners that are just so genuine. Can Je- I be Batman Jeff, some of the time? Oh my God, Jeff. And um, you know, even when he was in the hallway, when he was like, Scott, am I not attractive to gay guys? Like, he's just... You didn't answer my question. You didn't answer my question, yeah. Jeez. It's so good. Uh, you know, I think it's obviously all of his, like you said, nonverbal acting. But then it's these lines that were zingers that just made Styles yep. so likable. Mm-hmm. It's truly greatest hits. Um, and then a, another big plot point for, for Teen Wolf is locations and, and the fact that if you can go back to that place, you can feel the memories that have happened there. Um, I thought that was important for the show and a big moment that's happening in season or I keep saying season three, episode three. Um, again, back at the bus. So establishing the bus as a character. Um, and so at that point, um, Oh, I will say some of the action sequences in the bus, like that's a tiny spot to space to shoot in. And the beginning sequence of him taking out the seat and like throwing it down the aisle Mm -hmm. and the way it like clunked down. Like I remember going to, some superhero movies like Avengers and some of the ways that they would throw things towards the camera or have a certain fight scene. I would have like this double take of like, wait, Team Wolf did that on that small budget. Exactly. Yeah. It's so crazy that, that, you know, it's, it's, uh, same tricks, more sparkle. Yeah. But that is a (laughs) specific, uh, take that I remember watching the way that the seat clangs from side to side. Yeah, that's this episode. There's a very, that's a very like important uh, memory that I have of this one. It's a, it's a a very good effect. Very good effect. And the fighting was incredible Mm -hmm. on this episode. Um, I believe it's a, it's a shout out to Jonathan Hall, who's the DP as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so, the next thing is uh, Scott and Styles. Uh, he realizes Scott realizes in the bus that he was not, in fact, the one that killed this person in the bus, and Mr. Myers. And uh, he's now happy that hey, maybe I don't have to kill people as a werewolf, so I'm not going to kill Allison. And Styles, of course, you know, butthurt. But didn't he in think romance? Didn't he think then uh, that it that it was Derek? And that was the new conclusion At that, that he came point, to because he doesn't know any other werewolves, right? And yep. then so he's like, I'm so excited, I didn't you know, Allison's not dead and, and Styles is like, yeah, but also you're not going to kill me. Uh-huh. Most likely. But I'm bump. Exactly. Drops. I, the John Hughesian effect that this show was able to capture, I thought was really special. Well, Jeff and I, are, I think we're, I actually might be even a month older than him, but where this, that was our, you know, we grew up with that. I did not realize you were the same age. Yeah, I think I'm, What? I feel, yeah. You're feel, so much more immature. I, are, are you way, are you? way more mature? Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, I'm at play here. Believe me, all the world is a stage. But the point is, is that, yeah, we grew up with those same, uh, watching, you know, John Hughes' Breakfast Club, Pretty Pink, all that, uh, Heather's, you know, that was our, like, you, you watched them over and over again. So it's no, no reason why that, that's laced in everything. Yeah, I, I love that we had that ode to such a romantic and simple time, um, especially throughout season one. It's charming. So charming. You're so, that's a perfect you, word you for it. You don't have to overstyle it, so mm-hmm. it's just there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The next one, uh, good old Argent. This is uh, another good, famous. Uh, it, <laughs> is this the scene where you hey, Mr. flop down? That's the like a little hussy, <laughs> totally. on head in hand on the elbow, and be like, "Hi, Mr. Argent. Hi, Mr. Argent. How are you doing?" And he doesn't even like. I think he was directed not to clock it. He was directed not to clock it because it, I was. I had forgotten that beat, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, they let you do that!" And Allison didn't notice it either. That scene is freaking. There's a lot of movie magic that happens where, um, you know, even in, we'll talk about the bowling scene in a second because the bowling thing is a whole thing for us on screen and off screen. But there, uh, Lydia pulls some fast ones that everyone just sort of t- turns a blind eye. Yeah, she is so sharp and quick. She's the quick- quickest in the group and then has to go three moves ahead to not appear so. To pretend she's And when dumb. someone does catch a glimpse of it, she then reverses three grips down to like three before. You know, it's interesting though with the closet scene and watching my acting back and I'm not confident in a lot of areas of my life as Ian will constantly remind me of (laughs) just your beauty. Just take a compliment. The one thing I was rather confident of was the acting. And I go back now. I'm like, ah, like even in the closet when she's like, pass, pass. I didn't even look at the clothes. I just set the lines. Right. Well, but you know how it and is. And it's those in the moments beginning. where you're like, why didn't I take a beat? Look at the outfit. Make it funny or make to texturize it. When you don't have your character and the world laid out and you don't know where you are in it, you over I also think stylize. I I feel for early twenties people. Like I I don't feel like I've aged that much, but then you look back at in mid thirties to early twenties and you approach something differently. Like you think about more things. And I think also the nerves that I had shooting those scenes at that time, yeah. I was so nervous. I walk on a set now and I don't, I don't give a shit. 
Right. Well, like you don't care how many people are watching you. You don't care if you're yes. naked or not. You don't care about any of it. I was so nervous that I would get fired at any point for something for like three seasons. Would you do anything different? How do you think your performance? Look at the damn clothes and say pass normally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's funny if you if you went and redid the the whole show now, ten years from now, you would look at your second performance and you go, oh my god. I've learned so much and I would have didn't, you know, so that's an endless cycle. Yeah. Um, so Maybe. you can't be anywhere but where you are. And it's, that's it's true. really fun to go back and watch it this, you know, this, uh, far back again and see about the progress. That's true. You just got to fall in love with your parking spots. My friend Hassie says. Fall in love with, who says this? My friend Hassie. Ha- oh, I, oh, Hassie. I know Hassie. Yeah, you guys are buddies. Um, Both yeah. from Texas. I, I, uh. Went to school with her cousin for 15 years. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's yeah. on uh, Tacoma. This is great. This really funny show. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. we got our own show to talk um, about. The next scene is, uh, yes, we're sneaking out of the house and we are at the bowling scene. Now, the bowling scene, I can't take the turn. The turn was of, of uh, Colton and myself. Colton mentioned this the other day when we were shooting our scenes on the Team Wolf movie. And he's like, you know the turn? I was like, oh my God, I remember the turn. And it's these like little moments you'll do on a scene that you just have no idea. The synchronized head turn. The synchronized when head Scott's turn. Scott's turn to bowl. Was not planned, if anyone's wondering. I'm sure they're not, but if they were, there it was it's not planned. It's a great shot watching it back. It's a, it's a um, great shot. And as, as over the top as our characters were, and they were played very over the top, there is something to be said. Like of It, it, it worked at times, I think, where it was quite funny. Um, yeah, a lot of that dynamic. is reminiscent of, to me of um, uh, Karate Kid. Uh, I've never seen it. Well, well, so Ralph Macho, it gets accosted by like the cool kids all the time, and, and Colton played a lot of that the cool guy, it, very similar okay. thing to me, which I'm sure Jeff. He's and f- Jeff's felt. definitely seen it, and Colton's oh, definitely not seen it. Right, <laughs> we but, can guarantee but, that. I, but it's just written that way, and it's and it's, right. I think it's played perfectly. Yeah, and I loved, I loved like Tyler. You know, doesn't get enough credit, Posey. I think with like how he even toddles up to like miss the bowling ball into the gutter and he was a bad bowler and we all laugh at him or Jackson laughs at, laughs at him. The His physical comedy was quite funny um, as well. Yeah, he filled it all in. He really did fill it all in. I thought I thought that was that was really fun. And um, uh, Crystal, I have not spoken enough about Crystal and how she, the way she looks at Tyler throughout this entire episode, throughout the series, she's so good at like, Painting six colors. She she is with a look. Yes, yes, and like the grooves that she falls into. Yep, she's um, terrific. She was really fun to watch back. Just really natural. Very and natural. Just like she was in love with this guy, and it was a uh, big fan. Yeah, Crystal and Crystal. You know, she um, she had so much thought into that character. I remember us talking about it, and and um, just it's I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm the pause here is just like seeing ten years back. It's just cool to see how much heart she had. Yeah, for me, the pause is just enjoying the performance. Yeah. Just watching her and just remembering the, the nuances and the way she sticks up for him and, and how there's... The smirks, the smiles, yeah, and all the, the looks. Yeah, the way she, the defensiveness and, and just she parries everything and helps, you know, the, the man or the boy man that she's with in this team, in this pack, right? Mm. Um, it just seamlessly and, and very, I would say, gracefully. And so I yeah, really enjoyed... Grace. I enjoyed watching her back in this episode for sure. I was, it was definitely an out of body experience. It was like, I wasn't on the show and I'm just like a, an executive of a studio, not foreshadowing that at all. Like I just, you know, <laughs> what, what do I want? Like, but watching her as, 
an actor I would want to hire. Yes, as an audience member. As an audience member, as, as somebody in the business that would want to produce and being like, I like that girl. Yep. We want that girl for can't, our project. Uh, you can't see that when you're watching yourself in something contemporary. You, mm. I can't in things can't. that I'm doing now. No, I don't. can't see it as an audience member until you're so far removed that you can watch it from a different perspective Yeah, for me. Yeah, so, I really saw her as like not Holland, but someone that wasn't on the show. That's great. Watching her back. These, these last three stuff, but especially with, with this, something about episode three, you really start to fly. Um, and, and Crystal was no exception. Um, and, uh, the thing about you naked, that's a famous line. So many famous lines, like within the Teen Wolf community came from this episode. We got to talk about Argent and Derek. I love, this is like the, when they f- come head to head and I love like the, 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 the shiny car, the Batmobile analogy to Derek as well is quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? You can have no thoughts. That's well, no, it's, uh, it's like, it's a Tate, uh, Tate, you know, man to man. It's like, Mm -hmm. we're fighting, but we're not allowed to fight in this scene. So we have to fight with the words and we're going to use the imagery. The funniest analogies. He's cleaning the car. I protect things. I want to keep them clean. And so now look, it's crystal clear. You can see through it. And it's like, it's very on the nose, but it worked because it wasn't overacted. Mm. Um, so the double down paid off. Great point. And then, um, of course, Tyler just asked for it. He's like, why don't you check the oil? And I was like, oh, why did you say that? Because that's, that starts conflict. I, yeah, I guess that just, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. We needed a reason to hate Argent, the good guy, a little bit, mm. and then make the, good the perceived bad guy seem like the good guy. So it was flipped in that moment. Totally. This is why you're on the podcast. Well, it's because I bring enhanced dynamic and color commentary. This is the real life, Lydia. Yeah, no, that's so true. It is so true. And he hadn't been painted in a, in a, in a really ugly light yet. Yeah, we don't we have one-dimensional characters, and, and they often flip into different packs, and they, they have you know, the good guys. Everyone really flipped. I mean, look at yeah. look at Void Styles down the road. Sure. I mean. So it's not fun to just play you know one note. And so those Jeff is brilliantly, he knew that there was a time when you had to then, okay, we have to do a little, little shift. The gift and that is was a genre too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think genre gets enough credit for how much you can play as actors. Um, even just on, like you said, just character work, not even, not even creature work. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I love that scene just because I'd completely forgotten about that scene. I'm si- sitting here thinking there's, you know, faces that look familiar. I was like, wait, is that it? Is that, that's part of the pack. He's like, no, that's a hunter. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, you were like, those are uh, Derek's minions. I'm like, no, bro, those, that's, those <laughs> yeah. are hunters. And it, because I remember seeing them on set and I were, you know, I, I didn't get to know them very well because I wasn't in the same scenes, but he, that one particular actor was there for, for several episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's what's uh It's a fun ass walk down memory lane, I can tell you that. Isn't much. it? Yeah, nuts? I was telling Holland, I was like, I want to watch Mono binge like three or four of these. And you know, I I signed on to this podcast before we knew there was gonna be like officially a movie. Did you really? I did. Yeah. This is just gonna be like a side. Oh, what a gig. great So then like the movie really worked piece. out and came yeah, it came together and it brought us all back to organically together. I mean, Ian and I do catch up in real life, not as much as I would like to, but we do. And then Colton and I too much. <laughs> <laughs> and and then some people, you know, move away and they have families in different cities. And yeah, we don't we don't get to to chat as much. So yeah. this has been a great opportunity. I, whenever I'm in town, I love to hang out. With we you. always do. We always we absolutely. I, I hijacked his house when I was living in the van and having some van issues. Oh, I do remember that. What? Oh no no, there was a fire in Topanga. That's and, right. And I came into town and I was like, Ian, can I take your car into a fire? <laughs> and get my van. Yes. But I need a second car because I need to, like, you need to drive me into it. And Ab- the main road was that. closed. Yep. And um, this was only like a... That was uh, the middle of the pandemic. 
Was it not? It was only actually less than a year ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, like summer 21. Mm-hmm. That, was a fun, that was a fun field trip. A little rendezvous. Yes. And he was like, this is fun. <laughs> and we had to do like a different way around and uh, the main canyon and mm-hmm. grab my van. It wasn't burnt down. I had to pick. I had my car and my, my van were next to each other and I had to pick which one I had to take. And it's like, I'll take the van. It's more expensive. And um, I parked the van outside of his house and, and on a street and we like totally went. I would take him out to dinner every night to say thank you. <laughs> And we just like Tacos. ate for three days. Yeah, it was oh, great. Like oysters and like cocktails. Cusados. And- yeah, no. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, this is a fun girl to hang out with. Uh, everybody Likewise, listening. back at you. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, and then and then there's been a couple times where you were going to be my roommate coming into town and stay at my house. I and then it to- worked out one time. You said one night. Yes. And yeah. then we made a tape the next day. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. In the, in the bedroom with the yep. light. Yeah, came in. Yeah, we. You know, we, I, we I don't even all... use my ring light anymore for auditions. Uh, that's right. This is actor. This is actor conversation. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, right. We've we've gone off topic. They're like, guys, get back to the get episode. Back to the we episode, don't care about please. you. Um, so yeah, we we loved. Uh, you know, again, pack mentality. It's 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 the hunters versus the werewolves and building all the all the different worlds that was Teen Wolf. Um, I thought was done really well in this episode. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. I think we're coming to the end. What? We are. we are. We actually, you know, we get to talking, you and I, and it like time goes by. So I don't even know. How long has how long have we been chatting? Fifty. Holy oh, okay. Sh- Nikes. I wish I wish Peter Hale cooked more on a side note. You're not in this episode yet, but I I love when you Oates mean, literally like on fi- on fire and was like skin cooking? No, because that happened. Be funny? That happened. Oh, you mean you want to be fed? Yeah, well I think I think it's <laughs> funny when like 
you know, Peter Hale was like the charming kind of villain Bond. Side note, fun fact, if there's any time to say this, it is now. We bowled all the time in Atlanta. And I've never <laughs> talked about bowling really since Teen Wolf. So there's something about eerie about Teen Wolf and bowling that go hand in hand. And they put the bowling scene in there because we would constantly go bowling. And Jeff's like, yeah, it was perfect. It was a perfect double date, yeah, and, and just, we always it's bowled. what people do when they're young. I hell, I still like to do it. I love bowling. People just can kind of connect with it. You don't have to be. You can be awkward and, and our, have still fun. And our series finale party of the whole entire show, we had was a bowling a, was a bowling party. I was on vocal rest because I was well. I I'll, wait the series finale or the season finale. Series finale. I think the season finale probably was also. Bowling. It was also bowling. Also bowling. Yes, right. also bowling. <laughs> so it's funny that bowling never made it on. Like you know. Like, Never made it. Uh, never it did it, to the double date extent, but never like a lacrosse level, you know, ode. But True. The little the little Easter egg was this this episode. Um, and uh, we're gonna get. Do you see? Have trivia questions? Oh, I do. Just for me or for the audience? For you. Oh, great! I love um, games. And we have a few fan questions, but more, they're more like behind the scenes fun ones. Um, and then I love how Jackson. We hit it on a little earlier with Karate Kid, but um, I love when when Jackson always refers to steroids or something weirder, um, where you're getting your juice. That was not this episode, but the steroids are weirder was an ode to juice. Um, right, that's another conversation at the lockers later at, on when yep. he when he just it, it repeats that idea mm-hmm. of like you're onto something. It's a great moment where we see the guy that we kind of don't like, Jackson, who's just mean kind of being the smartest he's the most perceptive he knows something's going on and he's gonna he's gonna ferret it out whereas everybody else is just going about their life but Mm -hmm. it's it's a neat moment for a character that's pinned as just a one note sort of yeah the archetypes i mean yes i I liked that teen wolf and everybody casting teen wolf from the network as, as well as the creative team really went against typecasting. It was, you had the archetypes, but they weren't the conventional versions of them. And they were, in my mind, far more charming all the way across the board. Each yeah. of these characters. Them just well, they had to be likable. I remember you, thinking, yes. I can't be truly hated because I'll get fired. Everything was about me not getting fired. I had, <laughs> right, I everything, that. everything. I was like, I had applied to nursing schools and I was like, I I only had X amount of years to, to, to have the prerequisites still count. So my goal was to let my prerequisites run out of its five-year term and I could be an actor. <laughs> you made this girl so... She's became the star of the show. Well, yes. I mean, because so Allison died. Well, but that's the thing, is that at the very end, that's it was you. I'm a cockroach. The, fi- I just the final girl. around. You know, you know the from the final girl in slasher movies? It's the last one that doesn't oh, die. Oh, right, right, It's, it's right. based on a very famous painting. Which one? The final, the final I, you know, it's by like a Dutch artist, I think. Um, I actually saw it in Is Manhattan. Is there with a K? I can't, I don't recall, to be honest. Cough. But it's like, she's kind of like lying in a field of wheat looking at the house where the, the machine. And that's where all horror movies take that inspiration it's, from? Yeah, the final it's, girl? it's called See, The Final Girl. See, I told girl. you, real life living on here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you. Okay. I'll go get a replica of this of this painting. I wanna, I'll find, I'm going to look it, it up for now. You. Okay. Uh, we'll use that and um, your baseball drywall video to, to yeah for show and tell <laughs> for show and tell tie it all episode. back together visual oh, aids man. and then you know again it's like just when styles like falls into um uh well plot line mr myers freak outs in the hospital he dies styles then you know is doing oh top gun moment Stilinski. yes he shows up at deaton's deaton's and and deaton by the way we need to give him a shout out um yep. of, of all the Seth wolf Gilliam. mythology and not having wolves for 60 years and 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 how wolves would go for the throat and not wear this. You know, I I don't. I never knew when Jeff was making fake mythology or fake logic 
because I would be like, oh, is that true? Yeah, is that true? And he, no, no one does. And, and yeah, no, well, yeah, that's how the no lore knows. becomes mythology is that enough people repeat it. So it, and Jeff was so good it. at being like, I was like, oh, are there not wolves in California? Or like, do they really go for the throat? Or you know, Argent was silver and Argents kill werewolves. And I was like, wait, is Argent? It was that why? Yeah, it's all tied together. You know, and, and so Seth is another great character because he, like me, got into this not knowing where who his character was, where it was going to go. He's a big theater actor, isn't he? He's from The Wire, Seth Gillian. Yeah, so he had to like blindfolded, going, I don't know who the vet is and who he's going to become. Um, so he he's just, such a fantastical actor too. He is. He says everything with such conviction. Mm-hmm. It's got sparkly eyes too. So you're like, what is going totally. on? Totally, and, like, and he's hiding something. Sometimes, like I'm, you know, I keep it pretty real when I say cut. I'm like, I'm always very self deprecating. I, uh, it's just kind of my personality and Seth stays in it. He's so, he'd be like, well, you don't know if, uh, if the throat, you know, was there something blocking? Like, like he goes in almost like this Christopher Walken, like, uh, like inner monologue. After yes. The scene. After scenes. And I'm like, are we, are we still acting? What's happening? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, we still, are we just, are we still rolling? Do you want me yeah, to yeah, yeah. He, you could literally roll on that man and he's always in character. What if but, I come out of the water? Yeah. Yeah. You don't. But, and like, I think that's just Seth. He's like such a theater mentality. Um, he's so fantastical and has just a lot of conviction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, cast so, we have. Yeah, he was such a fun, such a fun beat to like even off screen cast. Um, and then we've got what's the next moment? Um, you know, Styles again, like the falling into the room was just establishing all those like spastic Styles moments. Um, and then we 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 rounded out with a heavy metal. Uh, fight scene that was done really well we both and and how and how derek morphs through the the metal the the public the pebbled glass yes was such a great way to do that we call that a wipe um where you can have you can cut because obviously Mm -hmm. he had to have the prosthetics on for when he came out the other side but and in between is you have that cut and so they dissolved it perfectly but he could have just turned around or you know yeah the way that the glass yes very smart and it made it it made the wipe just it was just very elegant for Mm -hmm. what we had to work with and that's a lot of you know we stitched things together in a way that was like better than it should have been are you ready for your debut thee 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 who bit Scott? Uh, we think it's Derek. The whole time. The whole time. And little do we know, Mr. Ian Bowen is in his fake, weird, pretend kind of real coma, uh, biting people at night. Yeah, he's got to have the protege ready for when he gets fully healed. So Derek reveals that there is this other unknown person. And then we, you know, the camera pulls backwards out of the house and we turn it pivot and see the forest and we see these two glowing red eyes and we're like what what is that we just kind of felt yep. like we're on some solid footing there's another another character out here that we don't know about so that is the alpha in its alpha stage and then it turns out to be connected to this sort of decrepit looking burnt rice crispy which is me later on and then such we begin a champ that voyage. such a champ uh, side note it was like 30 that was, degrees that was rough like like Zero degrees, negative two degrees for you, for you Celsius people, and um, laying on the ground, and laying on the ground, wet, wet, naked, <laughs> with like prosthetics would weirdly just make it colder, sticky, so sticky, because when you have a burn, you have to like put that wetness, and then the, they put the gel on it to make mm-hmm. it look like fresh. That was miserable. You were, you it were, was miserable, and he never complained, and and uh, I did. Uh, I don't think you really not on did. set. No, you were such a champ, such a champ, and well, that I didn't leads, want to get fired. Welcome to and my I life. did in the last episode. Did you? Yeah, Derek killed me. 
Do you know that I didn't know about that? Until you know, I'm rewatching this podcast for basically. Like, I, I I have the, no at memory. The, at the last episode of season one, Derek slashes That's my right. throat. That's right. And he becomes. And you the alpha. thought you had died. Well, yeah, because I read it in the script, and then I remember that, that this and is I was like, back to the, me. Wow. I was like, yes. The, the, sh- the ride is over. Like, yes. What do you mean? I lo- I lose my family. We're done. And everyone was like, kind of looked at me, and they're like, looking like, "Sorry, man, that's tough luck, pal." And it, was, it wasn't until months later, like later that summer, when Jeff asked You'd if I'd back. like to come back. Yeah, and you're like, how? But yes, <laughs> I didn't even. I it was that was a life changing moment. Um, I that's remember when you walked very away specific. I was standing somewhere. We were doing pickup shots, uh, cleaning up some things, and he just came and stood next to me, and said, "How would you feel about coming back?" He loves your acting because that's why. Well, that's very sweet. That was you know, life changing, but that's something I'll remember. That was a life life saving as well. I've got a couple of life changing and life saving usually do go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people have saved me along the way. Well, we it was a special show, and um, as much as we were kind of jokey type people, we, we also are relatively private. I mean, none of us have like brand deals that and professional Instagrams. Like we're we're all you know kind of just chilling. Yeah, we're just sort of kids on the block. I we think. are kind of kids on the block. Um, as much as I would like to be a, a branding empire, I, we know we're not. <laughs> well, and uh, it's I think that's a testament to we're all like you said, kids on the block. We're all kind of relatively grounded, as 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 crazy as we are. Um, that's why we all work together. I think that is why we all work together. Great casting, well. great great knit, both been knit together. We've crocheted, <laughs> and I will remain so. And that's where we still hang out. Yeah. By the way, we haven't said enough about J.R. Bourne. He, uh, he is just. He was on set the other day, and magic. Russell's just looking at the modern. And he goes, oh, 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 "Sorry, sorry, your eyes." <laughs> they talk about a sparkle. That man's eyes. It's ridiculous. It's Please. ridiculous. It's a fe- I need it's some Jr. Time. I'm gonna um, call him. He's good. I saw him this week, and we were we were both on lines together. So uh, yeah, you get a lot of him. Scene. I I only see him. I haven't seen sparingly, but we Facetime quite a bit. Oh, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's um, a special one. My God. If, if anyone that's been to a convention knows uh, JR is, he's, he's quite special. He, he ebbs and flows through like a good time and yogi mentality pretty seamlessly. Um, I don't know anyone that can, can ebb and flow like that. No, never in a bad mood. Never in a bad mood. Just no, Zen bot. He'll get very passionate, but he's never in a bad mood. True. Right? Yes. So like, no, no, absolutely, absolutely not. Like he gets like very, very opinionated and very passionate, but he comes from a lot of love. Um, so quick fire questions. These are kind of ones that are more just educating the audience. How many days does it take to film an episode? Eight. It's supposed to, but Correct. it could go up to ding, ding, ding. 10 or 11. And in our case, we block shot, and when we, we that means you film like two episodes at a time, but what it meant for the Teen Wolf block, block shooting was... We're going to shoot all over, all the time. It's going to be shot like, you know, an eight to ten month movie. And, and we did shoot very much like a feature. Yes. And then you turn around in a, the same spot and shoot everything from that angle, all the scenes. We were shooting like it's six rough. episodes at one time. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Um, but we had to because we just didn't have time to the move money, things around. Man. And, and I, I go back to, to saying like, what a testament to A, the, the, the audience for finding us. And B, you know, it was such a collective uh, mentality between Russell, Tim, and Jeff. We only only had two series directors and sprinkled in other directors. And that's very rare for a TV show. Usually you'll have more than just two series directors. Those guys didn't sleep for... They would go from prep to shoot, prep to shoot, prep to shoot. It paid off. Yeah. 
I, I do think there was a, a conversation happening between the three of them with the DP. I mean, everyone was so collaborative as a, as a, as a solidarity as, you know, one, one for all between those, that, the, you know, those people. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Technically eight, but in in Team Wolf's case, it's always a well. Let me. Let, it gets it's complicated. Yeah, it's compli- it's complicated. <laughs> um, did you know the arc of each season before they started? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> not even close. Um, did you shoot an actual bowling alley? We did. We did. We shot an actual bowling. It alley. looked like it's hard to fake a bowling alley. Like it's so much easier to just rent, to rent one. That like, is true. Why, why would you build one? You can just use one at night. Yep. Did, did the cast and crew stay after and play? I don't think we did. We didn't. You weren't there. Yeah, I we wasn't didn't. there. No, no, we did. We didn't. We we. We did not. We when did the not. day is over, people want to go home. It doesn't matter if you're at Disneyland when you've been shooting for 13, 14 hours and they call. And we were like 15, 16 on average. Most shows, we, like right. the amount of overtime because... It was obscene. We were such... I mean, Russell is such a perfectionist and so is Jeff. Um, they they had they fought for those extra hours and so we were working 15, 16 hour days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know we went home. If you could reshoot a scene, would you do anything differently performance-wise? I mean, listen, an actor can always tear their own performance down and pick it apart and will always want to change it. So, Was that, there anything when you think about Peter Hale that you're like, I want to do this? Uh, there's so many different things that I wanted to flesh out and see histories with and understand the past of where he came from, his relationship with with Argent, for sure. Mm. And then I obviously want to see that's moving... That's a spin-off f- in itself. Well, yeah, so that's something that JR and I talk about all the time, and I guess the cat is out of the bag. We are looking hard at making... <gasps> a spinoff about Peter Hale and Argent. <gasps> and obviously I want Hecklin to participate. He's very busy these days, but we think we can lure him over to play. We would like to shoot it overseas and put some, you know, some flashback and some history into it since these are sort of kind of... Argent. Argent. Um, so that is, that is what I would like to flesh out because the, the adults did not get enough uh, fleshing out in this because it's just too many people to do that. Too so much time, yeah. yeah, so too that's what Jay and I are talking about nonstop and uh, we're going to work hard for that. So if you guys are you have your FaceTimes. Yeah, if that's you guys great. are interested in that like, you know, ha- yeah, how do you do it? Reach Hashtag out to us. Like Argent Hail Hail Argent Hail Argent spin-off something like that because we're going to start beating down doors until they let us do it. And I think Maybe you guys would Instagram like to watch Instagram lives it. or any any, you know. Well, you know, like, we did the JR and Bobo show for a while. Know about this? Uh, oh my God! Do you follow me? Yes, of course I follow you. Yes, of course I follow you. Yes, I I follow you. Yeah, we would just sit here. <gasps> we would do one in my house and one in his. We alternate like once every. No, three I'm not weeks. kidding. How do I like know everything and about we everybody? Would do Instagram live, and we would just talk for an hour and just they're freaking funny, dude. I gotta go. Do you, they're obviously archived. They're archived, and they're also uh, we put them on YouTube, dude. Jr. and Bobo show. We did like five or six of them. I got. I got. I'm so. Excited. That's what you're gonna get. Did you watch my van series that I built on YouTube? Yes, I did, because you sent it to me. You didn't. You're a little architect. Yes, I did. Every time I see I'm a sprinter van, I think about JR you. And you should. Um, and then how long does it take to choreograph a fight scene? Oh, honey, that takes like two seconds. It, you yeah, don't you don't time. have much. They're like, can you just step over here for a second? You're going to be doing this in about four minutes. So just punch, punch, duck, turn, hit, slide, kick, turn, punch, flip. Back and repeat. Got it? And you're like, you're uh, basically all ballerinas. You're all Joey from that from that friends episode. Yeah, exactly. Jazz hands. Yeah, yeah, to dance. So, but it's it's fun. We have great stunt coordinators that make it really easy and uh, great camera work to cheat. And if there's one dessert we could have in Atlanta, there is a correct answer. Sticky toffee sticky. pudding. I was gonna say that three. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three for sticky, sticky toffee pudding. pudding. Same place. Oh, do we remember With where vanilla ice cream? 
but the vanilla ice cream, do we remember where the restaurant was? Because no, it no longer exists. I, I don't imagine it does. Do you you don't remember the name? I remember the row that I, it was on. I remember the road it was on, but not. It was there freshie, but I don't remember. The I remember name the, of the restaurant. kind of the door and the facade. And I could spot it if it was there, but if it's not there. We discovered our love for, for sticky toffee pudding, both of us, you all, and I. All things like culinary. Didn't we go to Benihana once? I freaking love Benihana. It's my favorite restaurant. I, I wanted to go there on Valentine's Day, uh, and we went to like a French restaurant, nice, nice French restaurant next door. I was like, what about Benihana's? He's like, I didn't know you like Benihana's. Oh my God, I love we it got, so much. I, dude, have we been to Benihana's together? We, you know, there's one in the Valley. We could go. Dude, I bring Colton at least once a year. Okay. I, I will, I'll totally take you. I'm I'm in town for a little while. The Benihana's Bobo Show. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Ian, thank you for coming. Anytime, baby. And it's probably the biggest episode yet of, as far as uh, focusing on the episode. Because I get... Woohoo! I like to talk to my friends. I'm a trendsetter, babe. And I, uh, you know, I know that you guys, we, we see you in person occasionally when we come to a city or near you sometimes uh, to Team Wolf, Team Wolfers out there. The Howlers, as far as this, this podcast goes kind of sticks right yeah of course it um, does. let us know like hit me up on instagram um if you want to see you know more behind the scenes stories less behind the scenes stories um yeah what do you want to see throughout these episodes these these rewatch podcast um chats um but thank you mr bowen you're welcome sweetheart i appreciate it you bet i can't wait to listen to it when it comes out um on a side note he shot a short film eons ago, probably around filming this third uh, th- third episode of the first season where can you find morning love Oh, the one you and I did? Yeah. Oh, so that was a, a project for a class at UCLA that I was taking. A lighting class. It is, that's just cinematography. Oh, that is, Morning Love is on, just search for it on the internet. It's on, I think it's on YouTube or Vimeo. Or Ven, Venmo, Venmo. Which one's the, one of them's? Vimeo. Vimeo. Venmo yes. has just money. That's, a, that's just money. That's just money. Um, and if not, I will post it again because it's gorgeous. I might yeah. have had to take it down because I, I used a Tool song at the very end that I never got authorized. <gasps> you loved that Tool song. It was the whole, like, you couldn't, the short didn't make yeah, sense without that, that Yeah, hit. you were like, so I got this Tool song. I'm going <laughs> to put it back up on Instagram until they take it down and tell me that I've, like, stolen it's, Maynard's uh, intellectual property. <laughs> it's fun. I will say, you know, especially with the Team Wolf movie, we've already covered this essentially, but we're just really happy to be back and feel so much more connected to everybody through this weird dream that we're living right now where Team Wolf is back in our lives, kind of on the forefront. Yeah, and maybe, who knows, if this movie turns out right, maybe there'll be more stuff. More stuff. If you guys are digging it, we're going to keep making it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, y'all. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast, and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.